Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to discuss the burden of the future. I was reading a book by David Brooks titled The Social Animal. And he follows these two characters, Erica and I forget the guy's name. We'll call him Tom. From the, the, the first time that they meet until they get, grow old together. And at the end of it, Tom started to experience this sense of peace and tranquility that comes with getting older, that comes with aging. And it also comes with the release of the burden of the future. When we're young, you know, in our 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, but I think especially in our 40s and 50s, we think so much about the future, about, you know, whether it's later on today, what am I going to do today, what does my life mean, or about tomorrow or a week or a year or 10 years or how are we going to afford this or we're constantly thinking one day, one year, 10 years, 20 years down the road. Then there's a, a point in our life where we are alleviated of the burden of the future, where we are appreciating the day and the singing of the birds the falling of the rain, the laughter of children, the speeding of cars or the sound of the ice cream truck, the smell of bacon in the morning. The future ceases not to exist, but the our present day awareness becomes much more heightened and we appreciate it more and we want to explore it more. Oh, what's that leaf? I see this in my mom. She stops, she's 71 and she will stop to pick up a flower or a leaf. Um, she'll see a store and just want to dart in there. She's very present in a way that I didn't feel she was when she was younger. When we were younger, it was all about paying the bills and providing and doing, doing, doing and preserving and not wanting to screw anything up. And, uh, you know, what are we going to do in six months? How are we going to pay the rent this month? Such a burden of the future. And it really can take a psychological and emotional toll on us, right? Especially when we're contemplating the uncertainties, challenges, and potential outcomes associated with what lies ahead in our lives. It can encompass the anxiety, stress, and feelings of apprehension that arise from contemplating future events, decisions, and circumstances that are not yet known or under one's control. And this burden of the future can be influenced by a number of factors from personal expectations, societal pressures, fear of the unknown, concerns about major life changes, 
environmental issues, and so much more. And this can really take an impact on our mental well-being. Even our ability to make decisions and be decisive and just our overall quality of life, we may disrupt our routine because we're so concerned with the future and we kind of drop the ball on what's taking place now. I want to read you a quote from uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, and, and this is by uh, Frodo, right? And, and this is in regards to uncertainty. He says, quote, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us, end quote. And that's from Fellowship of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. And I love that because it's not for us to decide what has happened or what um, could happen. It's all we have control over is the time that we have now in this very moment. We get too caught up in the future and that can, that can really keep us off balance you know, dysregulate us. You know, we, we can get into that that fear of uncertainty, right? Where we're just like, oh my God, there's so much that's unpredictable about the future and we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, right now I'm in San Diego and we have Hurricane Hillary hitting us right now. And, you know, we were uncertain about how much rain we were going to get, how much wind. So, you know, we're, we're pulling in furniture from the patio. We are, you know, bolting things down or putting them in the garage, uh, making sure that there's nothing loose that could get, uh, you know, caught up in the storm and the wind and then smash windows or cause further damage. Went to Costco and, and, and stocked up on a few goods. They were out of water, actually, at Costco. <laughs> water and toilet paper went right back to uh, uh, the pandemic times, right? Um, but because of the, we were uncertain as to how could, could catastrophic this hurricane could be. No one knew. We haven't had one since 1930, and it's 2023. So the farmer's market today was shut down. A lot of places are closed. You saw long lines at the gas station. We were uncertain. But we did what we could do in the present moment. We controlled what we could control, right? We focused on what was within our power and and then hoped for the best. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, these this burden of the future can come from our family and society and the expectations. I remember in high school, you know, and, and in college, the the speech is always, you know, children, you're the future, and the future lies with you, and future, future, future. And, and I'm like, I, I am 18 years old. 
and you're talking to me about what global warming, homelessness, uh, inequality, poverty, wars, civil. You know, I, I'm, and it, it's it's on me as an 18 year old. Um, and and I think we don't realize how much of a, a burden of the future we put on young people and, and how much that we, ab- we absorb that, that message also of like, I should be doing more with my life. And, you know, you see it in movies and uh, where, especially where they have like this old guy, he's like maybe 70. And then he's like, Oh, he's like regretting his life. And then he's like, I can do more with my life. So there's always this idea that, uh, we never have to get off the treadmill. We should. We can always be doing more than what we're doing. Um, and then I think fear of the unknown is also, uh, or you know, that fear of the bird, that burden of the future is also linked to unfamiliar situations, right? So, th- you know, I I talked earlier about Hurricane Hillary, which you know, it's a hurricane and. You know, that's scary to think about a hurricane. Um, but we can also be, feel a burden by uncertainty, things that, that aren't familiar to us, right? I mean, even for me, I go to Costco. I like to go to the same Costco because if I go to a different Costco, there's kind of this anxiety of where is everything, where do I park, What's the easiest way to get in and out? Um, there's there's an extra weight with just visiting or going to unfamiliar places. You know, we went to a, a friend's birthday party last night, and uh, it was my only my second time meeting this person. So there was kind of like this, uh, all right, who's going to be there? You know, am I going to... Um, you know, what kind of vibe will it be? Will we enjoy ourselves? Will it be fun or boring? Is this worth, you know, all, all, all these things that are running through my head, you know, I'm just like ruminating and uh, and spinning the wheels. I'm, I'm thinking too much about the future. And, and of course, once I got there and I was just present and I go, you know what, it's a party. There are people here just talk to who you're talking to and because typically I would go to parties and try to talk to everybody I put that burden on myself of like I have to meet everyone and shake everyone's hands and be friends with everybody and and um and make sure I know everybody's name what a a burden that was (laughs) and I felt so performative not fun at all so you know also when I think when we think about the burden of the future is uh, regrets and, and rumination where we think about past decisions and their potential impact on the future. And that can, that can lead to that, that regret and, and rumination of like, Oh man, you know, whether it's in an investment or something you said or did or didn't do. And you're like, Oh, is that going to come back to bite me? And so now you're, you're moving you know, you're, you're approaching the future with this fear and trepidation because of something you've done in the past. And so hopefully there might be a way for you to make amends or, you know, go back and, uh, or, or even ask yourself, 
Like, all right, if that comes back to bite me, I just have to accept the the consequence or the outcome or the punishment or the repercussions or whatever have you. But also leave room for it might come back in a positive way. Sometimes it might come back to benefit you, to bless you, to unburden you. We could we can be completely uh, surprised how you know something we thought was a mistake in the past can then become a, a blessing of the future, right? Uh, a lot of companies were started like that. I know Starbucks that their coffee, uh, the taste of their coffee was a mistake. Like the the first guy burnt the beans, and because I think he fell asleep at the wheel or something. And they, but it was so many beans, they were like, we have to sell them. And then people loved it. And then that's why, you know, that's why Starbucks roast their beans the way that they do. But it was an accident, you know. So that was something that I'm sure the guy at the moment regretted. He regretted burning the beans and was like, I'm going to be fired. I'm going to lose my house and my family and yada, yada. And then they were like, no, this is great. It's selling. And then he was like, oh, okay. So... <laughs> But and, and also when I think about the burden of the future, there's also environmental and, and global concerns, right? Where we're thinking about climate change, political instability, and, and these other issues that can lead us to feel uh, a bit hopeless. Uh, but I think that we often forget that there's so many people, companies, organizations, countries, that are really taking major strides and steps in reducing our uh, our global our uh, our environmental footprint. There, there's a, a, a TikTok video of this company that has been for years systematically going in and cleaning up the pollution in the oceans, and it's not talked about. It's not talked about the the technology that there's some kids at MIT that are creating that it's like this bacteria that would just go in and dissolve all the plastics and all of the, uh, um, the, 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 the trash that we have piled up uh, around the, the world. And, and even now in space, right, there's like some floating trash up there in space. So there are people who are working in their sleep to uh to help us and 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 so we have to remind ourselves that there's six billion people on the planet and that people do care and not only do they care they're taking action we we don't always hear about it but they are taking action because that that doesn't make the news right the the good that people are doing we we might get a tiny little article about that um, but we we mostly hear about the the, the evil and the, the disasters of the world, which of course is why you know we have uh, that burden of like financial concerns and comparing ourselves on social media and aging. You know, there's just all this. You know, you could look younger. Your skin, like when I go into malls, they're always like, "Oh yeah, you're getting wrinkles. We got to get rid of those things." And I was like, I was fine. I was fine until you pointed it out. But but now you're reminding me of like how my body is breaking down and deteriorating and shriveling up. 
It's like my girlfriend doesn't mind. My friends haven't said anything. My family's good. I was happy. And then here you are with your cream, and you're like, ooh, it's only going to get worse. I was like, all right, uh, thank you for the the future fear-mongering. Don't need that. (laughs) But apparently it works or else they, they wouldn't be doing it, right? So, you know, how do we address this? How do we address this burden of the future? We can do it through mindfulness practice, right? Like I said, focusing on the present moment uh, and, and meditation and also setting realistic goals. I think a lot of times we, we put a burden on ourselves because we have such an unrealistic expectation. We all want to shoot for the moon and the stars. And it's like, let's just, let's just take a, a step forward. What does that look like? And then let's take another step forward. I had somebody email me about doing stand-up comedy. And they're like, man, I'm so nervous. I've never been on stage, and uh, I really want to make a, a great five minutes. I was like, a great five minutes? Just f- you, first, let's take a baby step. Let's get you on stage first. That's, that's your only goal right now is to get on stage and say something into the microphone. And then we can work on a great five minutes. So, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed or or, or burdened by the future, make sure you're not thinking about or trying to bite off uh, more than it needs to be bitten off. Break it down into something bite-sized. And with that, it's like seek support. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends. I know that they probably don't always give you the best advice um, or or sometimes are dismissive or don't validate, but find it somewhere, whether you create your own group or seek out other groups, but, um, you know, get a counselor, a therapist, a coach, somebody, but don't, you know, a lot of times we feel like we have to be the lone wolf and do things uh, ourselves, but seeking support and seek support. Here's the key. Seek support after you've tried it a few times, after you've made a few attempts. So then, you have something to kind of hone in. It's kind of like do the do the first draft, the rough draft on your own. See what it looks like. And then as you do a couple of drafts, then seek feedback. And then that's how you can get more specific feedback. But if you try to get feedback before you've even done the first draft, the first iteration, uh, it'd be, it, it's more challenging for the person to actually tell you, what direction to go. So, you know, you got to get the ball rolling yourself. Um, And then make sure we're not, make sure we're still exercising and and deep breathing and taking some time to connect with ourselves. At nighttime, I'll lay on my back with uh, my feet up on uh, the couch. So I'm kind of in this, uh, like a Z kind of thing, but 90 degree angles, like my, my knees are over my hips, and then my heels are lined up with my knees. So yeah, I'm just laid on. I'm laying on my back with my with my calves on the couch, arms out to the side, and just decompressing in the evening. And and that just allows me to to get tuned into my body and my breathing. And it also is keeping me off of social media, you know, because that that media exposure. At night, you know, I, I try to stay off like an hour before bed. 
so that my cortisol levels can come down. I can breathe a little deeper. I can get into my body. I can reduce my anxiety. Because even if you're watching something fun or peaceful, it, it still requires energy for your body and mind, right? And we know this because people who have like certain brain uh, uh, injuries, they can't tolerate the bright lights that uh, that emit from your cell that emits from the cell phone or laptops. They can't tolerate um, loud noises. So know that uh, sound and sights and smell, like all these things, have an impact on our anxiety levels and our ability to, to calm down and to uh, experience peace and tranquility, right? Um, so, you know, just remember that the psychological burden of the future is a common uh, human experience. And seeking help when needed is a sign of strength and not weakness. I will leave you with this quote from Victor Hugo, and he says, even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling 988 or any of the other suicide prevention hotlines. You can chat, talk, text. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.